close the butthole. Johnny's asleep. Perfect. Good. Okay. He's up. Oh, that's what I was going to bring up. No, you weren't. Hey, welcome back to Anime Casuals. I'm Lucky. Here I go! This hand of mine is burning red! And I'm Michael. Realize the only ones who should kill are those who are prepared to be killed. Johnny. Your darkness swallowed up my son? Who decided that? Opting! Burning! Now all of you... Die. Die! Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Anime Casuals. I am Lucky. And I am Michael. I'm Johnny. And we make up Anime Casuals. Welcome back to the Casual yeah, Discussion. If you guys are new here, basically, we just uh, we do that. We do a lot of this. Uh, we basically just talk about any discussion topic, and we talk about it casually. And this time, we're going to be talking about fall anime as well as just anime that we've been watching in the fall. Uh, I kind of wanted to... I, I wanted to start it off with something. I haven't told these guys about this yet. So uh, I have been talking... So Fathom Events over here in Texas just had... Well, I think it's all around. Just had a showing of Howl's Moving Castle. I went to go see said premiere... Uh, well, premiere. What the fuck am I saying? <laughs> said, uh, <laughs> the premiere? <laughs> the premiere, yeah, bro. This crazy. movie's about like 25 years old, but you know, it's like the first time it's been shown in theaters in Texas. <laughs> so I will say this. I, I did a whole podcast about it. I don't want I just wanted to get you, your guys' thoughts on... I don't know. Have both of you guys seen Howl's Moving Castle or no? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Seen every Ghibli movie. <laughs> I was a little disappointed by it. I thought... Compared to the other ones that I've seen, Studio Ghibli movies, it wasn't as coherent. It wasn't. Uh, I was still left with like some questions. Then again, and mm-hmm. I, I mentioned this in my podcast, maybe I need to watch it again to get the full experience. But it still gave me a lot of those Studio Ghibli vibes. Like I was, I was saying, if if um, like Princess Mononoke or Spirited Away are like an are above an eight, I think Howl's Movie Castle for me was like a seven point seven like something like that it's getting to the eight but it's it just for okay. me i was so uh taken aback by some things but do you guys have like a similar opinion of it or do you guys think that i need to watch it again and pay 13 dollars for another freaking ticket or <laughs> well you know speaking of fall season anime um when how's movie castle came out this year uh yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> um the thing with Howl's Moving Castle is no matter where it came out chronologically, it just re- the characters remind me too much of other characters in other movies. Mm. Like, I think, uh, was it... Uh, like, the grandma that's in it looks exactly like the grandma from Spirited Way, even though she doesn't, like, provide the same rule. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, the Witch of the um, Waste. Yeah, the Witch of the Waste. Uh, Definitely similar. Uh, I feel I feel like there's like a boy who's in it. I don't think it's the main guy, but like that looks dead on, like the dragon guy from Spirited Away. The girl looks exactly like the girl from Kiki's Delivery Service. Yeah. Um, like there's a lot of similarities. Luckily, the characters don't act the same, but it's a very like girl's in trouble. She needs to escape with her magic like necklace thing. Okay, now 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 chase scene for 30 minutes. Uh, and it's still really pretty, but I think you're right. Like the the story of it is a little bit a little bit harder to follow because while Princess Mononoke has a complex story, 
it, it, there's themes in it that's really easy to pick up. Like Spirit Away, really easy to pick up. Um, Grave of the uh, Grave of the Fireflies, like you understand. Even like some of the ones I didn't like as much, like the new one with the plane. Uh, mm. The Wind Rises, I think is what it's called. It's yeah. easy to understand it, but wasn't a big fan of that one. Yeah, I wasn't. It was it was more like it was really slow, and that was my biggest issue with it. But I agree with you, Lucky. I, I would say House Moon Castle is a little more convoluted, not with being too complex. It's just not telling as big of a story as these other these other movies. Like even Totoro is like the wow factor and the spirits and kind of getting into that world. And plus, there's a cat bus. Like it's not a very deep movie, but it's also really fun to watch. So I think that's just where it gets, you know, it misses a few points for not like going too far in one direction. Hmm. I personally, I've always kind of thought they're all very unique and similar in a lot of weird ways. So I, I don't know. It always kind of seems like everyone can have a different favorite, you know, Ghibli film and that kind of, I mean, depending on how far you want to look into it, that kind of made that speak something about you. But I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. I don't like all the Ghibli films, but, uh, you know, some of them I like more. How's Moving Castle? There's aspects I like um, animation wise and, you know, certain story things, but it's definitely not my favorite. I'd probably go to like, um, yeah, Spirit Away, Mononoke, one of the bigger ones, obviously. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think everyone just kind of has their own niche maybe the way to put it yeah i mean like the old one that i like is nasuka valley of the wind that's a really fun like movie although the story is like what what am i watching but then it's like hey look at this massive action scenes with all these moving bugs that are gonna roam over the land and kill everything it's like okay i get it you guys have like a top three ghibli movies Mm. or is it just princess mononoke spirited way and one other yeah, uh, no, I mean, I haven't watched that many of them. That's the thing. I mean, I, I, I funny enough, I did not know Grave of the Fireflies was a Studio Ghibli uh, movie, but it is. Right? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, okay, really, I, gotta, I don't even, I haven't even seen it. It's too one. sad. I don't even I want to remember Nasca, it. Valley of the Wind, I, I think that's think one. Seen. And then uh, I think another one that's up there is like The Cat Returns. Hmm. That's another one I, I know is Ghibli, but I. Yeah, it's Ghibli. Seen. It's Ghibli. Grave of the Fireflies. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Grave of the Fireflies for me. Uh, it did a really good job. The problem is, I, I also wouldn't want to watch it ever again uh, because of the factors that go into it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Spirited Away and Princess Mononoke. I think Princess Mononoke for me is like top, and Spirited mm. Away is 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 right next to it, just because of uh, some of like the cooler action scenes in there. But Spirited Away, man, it gives me that nostalgia factor, which I was wondering maybe you guys would have had a different opinion, just because maybe you guys watched it like earlier on maybe when you were younger and maybe you would have had that uh nostalgia factor that like added some points to it because when I, I when i just watched it like the house moving castle fresh i was like uh i mean this is good it's just all the story elements were really rushed you know there's a scarecrow in it and his story is kind of like rushed at the very end and i'm like okay cool see you later like that like it was just it was really yeah. it was really annoying to me so uh, but yeah, I mean, I, th- I think Johnny's right too. There are a bunch of uh, like different. Uh, you can have like different favorites. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy to think like, uh, like I think his first one, yeah, nearly his first one was Grave of the Fireflies, and followed quickly by 
uh, that was Studio Ghibli, not directly Hao Miyazaki, because that's not quite up his alley. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like followed quickly by Totoro and Kiki's Delivery Service. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like there's a couple I don't know, but then there was about 10 years later came Princess Mononoke and Spirit Awake, like within a couple of years of each other. And so there's a there's a bunch of like heydays that are coming out. And in fact, in 2023, he actually has a new movie. Ooh. Scandalous. Scandalous, yeah. Oh, man. So I hope that uh, answers your question, Lucky, <laughs> yes. about how, how Moves the Castle is the worst movie in the world. Exactly. So, well, <laughs> since we're talking about uh, things that came out this year, uh, <laughs> why don't we uh, head into some of the anime that we've been watching? Uh, we, we won't include uh, the ones that we have, we're doing on the weekend talk. You guys, can check, you guys can check out the episode that we did on Friday if you guys want to know about Mishoku Tensei. Uh, One Piece that also came out this year, <laughs> Platinum End, and uh, the assassin gets reincarnated in another world as an aristocrat, whatever the hell the title is. Um, but uh, job, did you guys man. did you guys want to start off uh, with any anime like that you guys have been watching? Oh, lucky, go ahead. Okay, so I, I don't want to I don't want to overlap with you, and I feel like you have one you probably want to talk about. Yeah, so uh, I actually, th- th- I mean, dude, there's so many of these. There was a surprising one uh, that. When I watched it, I was actually not expecting to be as into it. Uh, the first episodes, uh, about halfway through, I was like, okay, this anime got me. It's called uh, Arena the Vampire Cosmonaut. And it's all about a vampire trying to... So if you guys remember, we used to... Uh, we, we would send, like, dogs out to outer space so that we were, like, uh, chimpanzees, whatever the hell... Or what was it? Like a like an orangutan or something like that? Mm-hmm. Like monkeys to space so that we wouldn't have to risk human lives. So this mm-hmm. is the same kind of concept we're sending a they and uh the world is split into two basically it's kind of like the cold war is happening so we're trying to get to the moon before the other uh people who are supposed to be like the russian uh kind of side of it and uh actually i think they're the russian side and the other one's supposed to be more the u.s uh but anyway since the vampires are on their side they decide to send a vampire to the moon after a dog uh ended up dying up there to uh as a test to you know, check that out. Uh, they end up trying to set there. They want to send a vampire to the moon. Uh, also keep it hush hush. And also uh, they treat the, they, they treat her kind of like crap. And it's all about the story of a guy who, who uh, was uh, a candidate to be one of the first people to go to the moon, uh, ended up not taking well to uh, an officer and is very like just, he's very uh, much about justice, so he ended up uh, taking on one of his uh, commanding officers, ended up getting taken out of that program, and they decided, yes. hey, this guy would be perfect for this, uh, to train this vampire in cosmonaut, astronaut stuff, and so that's basically what he's doing, and it's really good, I like the, the I like the, uh, the chemistry between the two, uh, you can tell it's kind of turning into, like, like a romance thing, but also, like, a respect thing, so yeah, I'm, I'm digging Arena. The yeah. vampire cosmonaut. Shall I've we? seen that a couple of times, and I've actually I've been very curious about it because I didn't I had no idea what it could have been about. So I don't know. I might check that out. That sounds interesting. Yeah. By the way, on on uh, it's gonna it's on Funimation for anybody that's out there. Huh, okay. Cool. 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 Um. Hmm. I guess on I I'll, I'll be selective. My radar. Uh, I've been watching uh far away paladin yeah buddy did you tell and... me about this johnny thank you so much it's, it's really good <laughs> did you watch uh episode three yes because I, I just did like today yeah it's pretty did. awesome yeah i just okay. watched it last night uh yeah this anime is uh i don't know i it, it's pretty awesome and it feels like it's got a ton of 
potential to it. And um, it's about this kid, Will, who uh, he, he is he this is so hard to talk about he was adopted by these uh undead for reasons unknown and they all raise him uh in their own kind of way one of them is a warrior and a cleric and i guess a mage or wizard i don't know that's too specific for me but and they all have to kind of train him and kind of get him ready for the trials of the world because apparently this place is ridiculous with gods and nastiness so uh it's been a very, I don't know how to describe this. I don't, it's heartfelt isn't the right word, but it's been a very good anime with very awesome, deep moments mm. of character. So uh, I've been really enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the stakes have definitely been like raised from episode one to episode three. Like it starts mm. to get there pretty, pretty fast. And yeah, like, like Johnny was saying, the the relationships between uh, these four people so far have been pretty cool. Uh, also, I would I would recommend uh, anybody to not watch the intro. There's a couple characters that I've never seen before, even in episode three. So you might want to uh, skip that if you can. Uh, I I don't know how this works, but on Funimation they have a skip intro thing, kind of like Netflix. But <laughs> it ended up skipping me like halfway through the episode, and I was like. Uh, I don't think that's the intro, bro. I think that was half the damn half the damn episode that you skipped me through, buddy. And now I'm even more uh, I'm even more spoiled than I was before. So yeah. Anyway, figure figure out you know where you know if, whether or not you want to watch that shit or not. Um, and a show I'm watching is a continuation. Um, is called Isekai Shok- uh, Shokudo or Restaurant. Uh, to another world. Yeah, buddy. Uh, it's a wonderful little series. That took a, a sweet ass time between season one and two. Uh, that's how long basically, was it, by the way, do you, do you know how long that wait was? It seems like it was at least uh, three years, but I don't. Maybe more. I I think it was more. I would oh, like okay. to say it's. Um, I would like to say it's probably like four or five, but I can't confirm that right now because mm. I don't have a way to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Just keep, just keep talking. I'll look it up. Yeah. Um. So each guy sh- sh- uh, Shokudo is about a restaurant called uh restaurant uh western restaurant nikoya uh it's basically a cat restaurant um at least that's their mascot and it's a restaurant that was set up a really long time ago to have like someone got isekai'd into in into i think our world or their world and they basically found a bridge from that world, this fantasy world, back to the main the main world. And then was like, oh, you know what? They married somebody from this fantasy realm uh, who then successfully had a kid. And the kid got really into cooking, uh, was taught cooking from his parents, and then founded this restaurant on our side of this portal. And this restaurant slowly, you know, was passed down from father to son. Um, I think it's only gone one or two generations and it's connected by this, this wonderful door all throughout this fantasy realm. And you can find this door enter and then have like the best food, at least best food comparably to the people who live there. Uh, and just generally a the theme about this show is that it's a lot of little short stories about characters from this fantasy realm. And while you slowly learn a little bit about the owner and where he came from in season one, then season two continues that trend with a lot more new people. Um, and it's just a relaxing anime. That's exactly what it is. 
if you miss food wars this is like i would say a good second best um i don't really know too much food anime that's out but it is it is what i was watching between food wars seasons to help me like like oh, i'll just limp along to the next food wars season and it, it, it helped it helped do that because it has a little bit of everything uh there's like dragons there's like adventures of every race and species and there's just food kind of from all over the world and uh it centers on japanese food obviously but uh it's fun to learn about all these characters and their interactions um and the way they actually interact in and out of the restaurant because you know they meet each other from all over the world and some of them are like the greatest mages and samurai and warriors that like ever existed and it's funny to watch other people's reaction be like oh is that the greatest mage ever and then be like yeah yeah i'm just gonna eat my food over here yeah there was like this this uh this guy who basically had like a, a sanji story where he got marooned on an island and he basically um somebody's like <laughs> I don't know if it got to that point, but he he basically survived like 14 days and starved most of that. Uh, but like just as he was about to die, I think it was like 10 days. Uh, just as he was about to die, he he found the door. He got in and he was basically like, please feed me. I will pay you back in all the riches. And he basically didn't eat kind of sounds like lucky didn't eat until every seven days because that's when this this door shows up it shows on the day of saturn so it's a really wonderful series that if you just want to relax and not really invest too much time in something this is it's perfect nice and uh by the way the first season came out in july of 2017 so yeah about four years four four years okay that's uh feels feels forever it gives me gives me some hope maybe maybe some no game no life maybe hey see stop bringing it up maybe Anyway, uh, this is this is one uh, that me and me and Johnny have been watching. It's called Miracle Chan. Uh, I talked a lot uh, about this me. on my. Oh, Michael! I'm watching it now too. Even by, though I hate, by, love it. By the way, <laughs> have you guys seen episode four at all? I am actually not sure. Okay. I might need to watch it. Okay, dude. Episode four is is lining up. Is to that be... the one with the alleyway? No. Uh, after oh, okay, the, okay. after that, so yeah. Um, okay. Episode four so far is my favorite. Okay, I don't know if I can say it's in my top three episodes of the whole season so far, and I was really surprised at that. So anyway, uh, I've talked a lot about this on on the on the podcast, but basically, I have, yes, yeah, I, I have exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's it's basically just about a girl who is who can see who gains the ability to see ghosts, and hilarity ensues. I was I was actually telling people on the podcast uh, on Thursday that there if you wanted to introduce somebody to to what like Japanese horror is because it's very much body Junji horror. Ito. Yeah, yeah. Don't <laughs> don't give them the Junji Ito. Don't give them the Junji Ito. Me and, but you me want and a little baby baby foot in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Me and me and Johnny almost got actually I got pretty scarred from that. Uh, but anyway, yeah. If you guys wanted to like get somebody in there, right? Like this would be a good way to like introduce them to body horror without it being like full on in your face. It kind of is anyway, but add that little comedic spin to it. Uh, sound yeah. design oh my god oh man dude and <laughs> it's the worst <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty uh i i i but yeah i do really like the uh the concept of it i never really thought i actually did not think that the the ghosts were going to be as detailed as they are but man are they detailed so yeah 
Okay, so, so here's a weird thing. Do you think Johnny could talk about this on For the Fans? Because it's also weirdly etchy at sometimes. Like when she's when she's like bend over. Uh, actually, you haven't even seen that, but she like looks under her bed. I don't uh-huh. remember if that happened in the previous episodes. But then it's just like weirdly well defined. And then yeah. at times it's like, what do you guys? You guys trying to give people like a weird erotic sensation right now? Like by going scary, erotic, scary, erotic. Dude, wait till you see I episode four. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's a great show, but it is like it does it does what it wants very well. It's the lightest horror I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, those ghost creatures. It's just you know? so light. Yeah, I hate. Yeah, it. but hate then it. yeah, you just got to wait for it to be like, oh, what's under here? And then she'll bend over, and you're fine. Yeah. Well, anyways, Johnny, what else you watch? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hmm, I don't know if I have too many others that I, it's, I just I'm watching. Well, I'm talking about like, stuff that we're watching. Hmm. It's not a big deal. Okay. Um. Oh, no, see, we talk about that in the other one. See, I'm causing issues here. Well, I can talk about one while you're thinking. I'll go for it. Yeah, I'll scroll down. Um, and this is probably one that Lucky was going to talk about, because I know Lucky and I are watching. But it's the hero banished from... Or, no, it's a guy who's banished from the hero's party. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm a pharmacist now. Um, <laughs> that's literally basically what, what the, the idea of the story is. But the story is actually... Uh, by the third episode, which is where I'm at right now, because I don't know if episode four Episode is four out. has come out. Yeah. Oh, it has come today, out. Yeah. Okay. Um, did it come out today? Yeah, uh, wait, because I think I checked yesterday. Yeah. Uh, either way, it's starting to slowly reveal like a lot of underlying conflicts between like the heroes' party, our main guy, and like a couple other like characters in it. So it's starting to be a little bit grander than what I thought it was because there's another show that's like I got isekai and now I run a pharmacy. That's basically the story. And it basically like sets the story like two years into like this guy's life where he's like living with a ghost and and a little wolf child and is like pretty firmly set up in this area. And you don't know how any of it happened, but it's like it's an East guy, but it's also really not at all. Uh, this one is taking an entirely different approach is telling more of a serious story with it. And basically how this guy is realizing a good potential he has, even though he's really strong, even though he says he's not like he's a really strong character. He's like equal to like a King's Knight. Um, He was kicked out for something that it didn't seem like the entire hero's party was entirely on board for. And then his relationship that he builds with other characters are very wholesome. So I'm really looking forward to diving a little bit more into this anime because it seems to be like a, a sleeper good anime that's out there. So I don't know, Luggy, if you have anything else to say about it, but yeah, no, I mean, I think, I think one thing that it does really well is, uh, is, is this idea that, because it started off like, like you said, right. This guy gets kicked out of the party for, for like one person kind of holding a grudge against him right like this per- one person wanted to like kind of control the party and you're not useful but i i am it's like and then everybody else is like i mean you're not really but i mean okay <laughs> yeah and I, I like the the fact that he even though like like michael said he's very powerful but in the con in the context of the heroes party 
he's yeah. not as powerful as them, but he brings other skills, which he ends up, you know, lending to this town in the middle of nowhere. And I, I, I don't know. I really like that that concept. It, I'm trying to think if it has been done before. It, it's, it seems pretty, pretty unique. As I spit on my paper, it seems pretty unique. Uh, but yeah, I, I just like the. I've always liked the the hero that doesn't want to be a hero. I, I, I'm, yeah. you know, like uh, not the not the Goku heroes where they just want to like fuck around all the time and they just happen to be a hero. Like I, yeah. I, I, I like uh, I like where you actually don't want to be a hero and it's like uh, I'm actually gonna not be a hero. You know, I'm just gonna go over here and spend as much time as possible, like just living my life. And I'm like, you know what? I can respect that. So yeah, a very, very good an uh anime. Yeah, choice. I'm glad it's not purely slice of life because I think that would have lost me by now if it was just like <laughs> let's like he's got this huge backstory, but let's just tell you know like his day-to-day like life. I would have been kind of upset about that. So hmm. that's that's nice. Johnny, you got any uh any uh, I'm gonna stretch it a little bit, but uh just because the English has been coming out recently. Oh. Um it's I, I'm gonna talk about realist hero just for a second. Yeah, go for um, it. Um, uh, actually, I don't remember the full title. It's like how I saved the kingdom being a realist hero. Yeah, how, how a realist hero rebuilt the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, reverse what I said. Uh, <laughs> I I gotta tell you, that's weirdly. I don't I don't want to call it boring, but it's it's the most boring and interesting anime. I feel like I've ever seen. I don't know. I it's the realization of like how I'm enjoying watching like all this stuff, like, Oh no, we need to bring, you know, more food to the people and stability to the country. And I'm like, Oh shit. And it's ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm like, why am I cheering this on? It's great. Uh, it's just insane. Um, yeah. And I'm, I just like the English um, characters are interesting. I like how he's very, like very realistic, <laughs> very logical too. Just getting good people under his wings. Yeah, it's uh, dude, how a, yeah, how a realist hero was, rebuilt the kingdom was, yeah, it, it, it's exactly as you said. It's it's like it's a show that shouldn't be as exciting as it is, but for some reason, every single time something happens, you're like, oh, he did it, mm. or oh my god, you know. I mean, there there's there's so many interesting takes in, or there's so many interesting like twists in the show where it doesn't go exactly how you would think it would but yeah like johnny says he's very very like much of a realist you know instead of being like uh like one of these people who who are idealistic like some of the other people are he's looking directly at how is this going to affect my people what is this going to do you know how are we going to uh stabilize after this all that kind of stuff so yeah, good, good choice on that one. That's uh, mm-hmm. have they have they fully uh, gotten to the twelve episodes now? Uh, the dubbed? I don't think so, not yet. I think I'm really maybe wow. four episodes away. Okay, okay, okay. Wow. Um, I there's one that I wanted to talk about. This one's on Funimation as well. It's called Taisho Otome Fairy Tale. I didn't know what I was getting into with this one, but on every Saturday, um, I try and do. Uh, anime corner has like the top 10 anime episodes of the week and i wanted to check this one out because it was one of those ones on there and it's very much like the duke of death and his mate in the sense that this kid ends up uh getting into a car accident but he wasn't driving right but uh his mom ended up dying in the crash he ends up uh dis- uh disabled his- he can't move his dominant hand which is his right hand and the family kind of disowns him, tells him, hey, you got to go somewhere else. We can't have this kind of disappointment in our family. 
they end up sending him to a villa or uh, you know over in over on the countryside and he the his dad ended up saying hey i'll just you know i'll send a bride or somebody like that to like to uh, to okay. take care of you right <laughs> and ends up sending this girl who's like 14 i i don't know how old the guy is he's like 17 or something like that not much older than her uh i hope and <laughs> and uh yeah it just it's basically this girl trying to get the, and she's very like bubbly you know does all this stuff and she's such an optimist and he's such a pessimist so she's trying to bring him out of this depression depressive funk because like it gets depressing dude he like he spends days on end in bed thinking about how he wants to die and all this stuff and she's the one that she's the one that has to like bring him out of it and like you know hold him and stuff and i was like man this show is so like all over in terms of my emotions. It's all over the place because she's very cute yeah. and bubbly. He's very depressing and like reminds me of like some like uh, you know some of the the saddest depressing stuff that you could ever watch. And but they come together at, with a very uh, cool storyline. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see where they go from there. Yeah. Um. Since Johnny, I guess, is out. Uh, you want to just quickly riff off anymore? Yeah, sure. Okay. I don't have um, yeah. Uh, I, I didn't want to go over the ones that I'm already, I, we talked about last time because we talked about a few, uh, on our last episode. Um, we got Comey can't communicate, uh, which is a very similar story, but told in a very different way to Kimi ni Tadoke, where the, not the main character, but basically the, second main character is Comey and she has massive social anxiety and can't communicate to anybody in the school, but her dream is to have 100 friends or make 100 friends. And the, our main character is, I would say the most average guy. And he has this very sweet interaction with Comey. And then they, you know, they set forth on this goal to get her 100 friends and the animation, the animation is like, wow. Like, dude, wow. The, the animation is wow. like how I describe uh, Domestic Girlfriend's uh, intro. It's way too intense for the subject matter. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, absolutely. Like it, it's like, how is, dude, I wish I could have this in some of the freaking anime. I wish I could have had this animation in Berserk, bro. Where'd this yeah. happen? What happened, I mean, bro? There's, there's one scene that like really surprised me is like when they're having like this dialogue back and forth and he's like flashing back on all of the like, all of his interactions with her and it just pans every single interaction over the windows behind him. I was just like, what's good. Why? What? Like you made the scene so intense. And I'm just, I'm looking for more of that. And if you haven't started watching it, it's uh, part of Netflix's new weekly shows that they're trying out to get us finally in Japan, like even, so we're not going waiting a year for this, for our anime to come out. Um, and then, the, of course, the other one that Lucky and I are watching, and Johnny, while uh, he is next to me, uh, we'll watch a Blue Period as well, which is uh, all about art. Yeah, and... it's all about this girl who has a blue waffle and has her period. So, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. If you guys don't know what a blue waffle is, don't Google it. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to let this silence <laughs> on a podcast. I'm going to let this silence play out. You know what the worst part is? I learned about what a blue waffle was from a girl. She just kind of said this casually to me, and I was like, 
you mean blueberry waffle? And she's like, no, blue waffle. And then she started explaining it to me. And I haven't spoken to her since. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. Okay, blueberry is about... All right, let's move past that. Uh, we're watching uh, Baki Hanma, which is oh, nice. the sequel is to that? Baki. It's really strange and good. So, it's it, like, is it a sequel? Is it a prequel? So, it's a sequel exactly right after? S- no, but oh. yes. It's a sequel... I'm not sure why it's not directly, like, I, I guess I don't remember Baki well enough, but I thought it ended with a tournament, and then we were going to the final battle. And this one picks up, has no reference to the tournament, but is like a sequel. Because he's still going to fight his dad in this. And so, I don't know, Johnny, if you could explain it better, but I'm just confused, but I love it. Honestly, I'm not convinced whether it's a sequel or a prequel. I have no idea. I mean, it, he definitely got the swagger like he's it's a it's a sequel, but like I, he's had I, sex before. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. I just don't trust anything because this show is ridiculous, and I'm like, they could basically Baki shows off a bunch of skills he didn't have before and goes goes into a prison, and it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I read uh, a little bit about that, but yeah, that sounds about right. Maybe they'll describe like where the timeline is. Because I don't know why it would be before the tournament if he's going to try to fight his dad. Doesn't make quite a lot of sense. Um, and then just to quickly uh, wrap up, um, what's the other thing? Oh, I am currently watching a couple shows that aren't in the in season, but I'm watching How to Keep a Mummy. Mm. Uh, and it is by far the most adorable show I've ever watched. Uh generic character design but everything else is really adorable if you remember the very adorable faces and the tiny little toru that's in dragon's maid like that face of big white eyes and the eyes are white and they have the cute adorable like chibi chibiness about them that's basically this anime in a nutshell um this guy's jerk dad has been continually sending him weird stuff that he finds throughout the world like he's an archaeologist and he sends actual legitimate like spirits back to his his son like he'll he'll send like basically like like a jar of this and there's an oni inside and then like like uh like a little shrine and then there's like a trickster demon inside like basically like any japanese folktale he'll have gotten um and then he gets a giant sarcophagus in the mail from his dad who just visited egypt and he's like dad this is like stop everything you send me is bad and basically what comes out is a tiny mummy about this big, uh, like no bigger than someone's head. And it's really, really adorable because immediately he thinks that this mummy's cursed and he uses a coat hanger to like push it around and like scoot it back inside the sarcophagus. And he's like about to seal it and send it away. And then you see some liquid underneath and he opens it back up and the, the mummy's just sitting there crying and i'm like oh and so basically like the theme of it is that he's learning how to take care of this mummy while like his friends also find these cute little adorable critter critters to join them that sounds like a better sequel to the disney movie under wraps than the one that's currently out yeah it does (laughs) dude i don't Uh, know why i thought i just knew somebody was gonna make an under wraps reference i don't know i think we were just talking about it like the other day and i was like oh man somebody's gotta make a reference to this and then the last one is Talk to OP Destiny. We did talk about that. It's basically Music Fate, uh, where there's a bunch of gorillas that <laughs> chill on a planet and they don't like music. And 
these big scary like um what's the what's the show that lucky didn't watch then he watched and josh loves it zero twos in it oh yeah Darling the Franks. Okay. Yeah, Darling the Franks. It's basically like big old, like small little Darling the Franks monsters. And then these music people have to go fight them. But then with the animation budget of uh, any fate an- uh, anime. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and so it's uh, it's really fun. And I that doesn't cover everything, but I think that covers all the important stuff I'm watching this, this season. Nice. Um, I just have a couple here. So one... One that kind of surprised the shit out of me was, uh, and this came out last season, but the second season is going on right now, so I'm trying to catch up, is Higurashi, mm-hmm. When They Cry. This one's called, this season's called Go. The next one's called Sotsu. I, I, the only way I can explain this is murder mystery. It's like a murder mystery dating sim all in like one. I don't know exactly how to explain it much more than that. But it's really uh, there are some disturbing ass scenes. I just watched a scene today where you th- like it's a scene where you would expect to see a silhouette of it happen on the the wall, and they just show it. They just show it, and I I was legitimately I was about to like take a take like a, a nap, and all of a sudden I saw that shit, and I was like I I gotta watch YouTube or something like that to get that image out of my head. I didn't take a nap I, then. Yeah, it definitely makes you realize that you don't want a crazy girlfriend and yeah so i'll just leave that at that uh, i've been trying to catch up on aquatope on white sand um funny enough i don't know why it seemed like it was super boring uh, not boring but um it took me a little while to get into it, and i know i wanted to get into it but now that i got back into it i'm like man i don't know why i got off of it it's actually really uh really great you know aqua uh, uh what do you call it like uh aquarium based anime and in the aquarium people tend to have like visions and stuff uh about things like there was a girl that was pregnant at one point and before she has her baby she's she's like in she's uh, in labor but she they're trying to get her to the hospital and while she's in labor she ends up seeing like a vision of her like newborn uh son and it was really by the way the it's another one of those things where the gra- the, the the animation is like way too on point for what the subject matter is but you can tell there's some supernatural elements to it anyway. So that mm-hmm. one's been pretty good. And then uh, my okay, my senpai is annoying. I told Johnny a little bit about this one. <laughs> it's basically like if you're a pedophile, you can watch this and be okay with yourself. I don't know exactly how to explain it much more than that. There is a it's girl. It's like Uzaki-chan. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, kind of like that. It's Except like it, more extreme. Except Uzaki like, has giant titties. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and this girl is in is, college. Yeah, and this girl is... <laughs> Fully grow. Oh, sorry, she's she's an adult, right? She's working in sales. Uh, she does not look like a Uzaki Chan. She literally looks like a little kid. Uh, mm. But she has a senpai who is humongous. Like it would be, I don't even know how to describe it. Like he is probably. I mean, I don't know how big people are in Japan. That's the problem. You know, you remember how we watched that Tiger Mask uh, uh, anime, and the guy was only like five eight, and they were like, yeah. "It's so big." You know, it's like that's not that big. But uh, anyway, this guy is really big, uh, and he's he's a senpai, and he that kind of teaches her all this stuff, and she is annoyed by him, but she's she's also very attracted to him, and she wants him to see of see her as more than just like a kid. Like he ends up telling her at one point, uh, you know, you, 
I want like one day when I have a wife and kid, I want my kid to end up like you. And she's kind of like, well, why can't I be the wife? And she, she was really drunk when she said that. So, um, it's, it's a really funny anime and I like it, but I, I gotta keep it real here. Okay. I, we, we keep it real here at anime casuals. You're probably going to like it more if you're a pedophile. So anyway, uh, hopefully you guys, enjoy and we do not it. advertise the pedophiles. <laughs> exactly. Do we? I hope we don't. <laughs> we got we got to take our, take those uh, take those videos down. Cancel. Anyway, yeah, right. Cancel. <laughs> but anyway, guys, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Uh, don't forget, you can check out all things casual at the link tree in the description box down below. I was about to say, never mind. Uh, also, if you guys like to, uh, would like to email us, you can email us at animecasuals with an S, real R E A L at gmail.com. But as always, guys, don't forget to keep it to casual. casual.